Welcome to the Talk and Shed podcast with your host, Adam Finnick, where we talk all things farm equipment. Tune in as we interview farmers, industry leaders, and talk about our own dealership story. Follow along as we talk about topics like cover crops, nutrient placement, and things that make your farm and every farm across the country different. You're listening to the Talk and Shed podcast, and thank you for tuning in. Well, guys, I'm Adam Fennig. I'm Cody Sisko. I'm Margie Fennig. And I'm Jim Fennig. You guys are tuned in to the Talk and Shed podcast. Today, we're down here at the Louisville Farm Show, and uh, we've got Grandma and Grandpa with us. And uh, a lot of you guys um, maybe know them from the delivery side of it. Uh, we've sent Grandma and Grandpa across the country, uh, delivering and shipping, and so we thought it'd be great to get them in on the podcast. They're down here with us at the show. Um, let's first talk about the show and, and how it's been so far. Yeah, uh, you know, yesterday was the first day. Um, it went pretty well, for the most part. Um, got a little slower there in the afternoon, but uh, today, uh, you know, the parking lot was packed. Full. Yeah. Overall, I think it's been pretty good. Um, a, a big crowd, tractor pulls were good from what I hear last night. And uh, it's always good to get together with a bunch of people. Um, you guys walked around the show maybe a little bit more. What do you guys feel? Today was busier than yesterday, and today it was like shoulder to shoulder Yeah. walking around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I haven't been in the big room really other than yesterday morning, but I'm sure they've been busy up there. I talked I talk to the guys at Salford and Yetter, and uh, it was pretty busy. Yeah, I know David yeah, sent was, me a couple of There was leads. a lot of people in there this morning when I came through there, yes. Yeah. Very busy. Right. So um, we're going to start as far back as, as we can go. Um, let's start off with, um, I guess, what got you guys in agriculture in general you know um maybe back to did you guys growing up did you guys do 4-h and in ffa or i guess you know today if most people don't know we farm back home as well grandpa uh plants the corn harvests the the corn and beans and uh but let's go back we just celebrated a birthday what was that? Okay, yeah. I just celebrated my 79th birthday last week and uh, was glad to have the family in for that and uh, we had a good time. Yeah, so from there, what got you, like I said, into agriculture um, and, and where did it start? Okay, well, it uh, kind of started uh, at a very young age. Uh, living on the farm was. Uh, the only place I had ever lived. My father was a farmer, my grandfather was a farmer, and we all worked together. And uh, as I grew up and uh, become old enough to help on the farm, well, they gave me a lot of responsibility. And uh, we had livestock, and uh, back then everybody had a few chickens and some hogs and milked a few cows. and. That's how we did it. I always hear the story of how they would raise the turkeys and the hogs in the woods. Did you do some of that? Yes, we did that. Uh, We had a uh, feed company nearby that uh, would contract uh, turkeys out. And at that time, they liked 
the woods idea of putting them in the woods because it was cool in the summer and one flock is all you would feed per year. You'd get them in there like in May, June, and then by you know August, September, or late September, they'd be ready to go out. But uh, yeah, that was a uh, learning experience. <laughs> that uh, of course they've changed that whole process now, where they put them in a barn, and uh, it's much different. But uh, yeah, that was uh, that was quite an experience in itself. So growing up, like you said, you guys farmed and stuff. What, what was the typical practice? You know of, uh, you know of course when I think of, of tractors of that age, of course forty twenties come to mind. But you're gonna laugh and, you know, what what were things like at that time? Okay, well, at that time, <clears throat> everything was pretty much uh, spring plowed, with. Uh, Usually a tractor back then, if you had a tractor big enough to pull a three-bottom plow, you were a big farmer. Uh, we only had a two-bottom plow, a little tractor to pull that, but then as uh, time went on, we did get a larger one. And uh, In fact, I remember the time we, my dad bought a two-cylinder John Deere with a four-bottom plow. I mean, we thought we were big farmers, but <laughs> we weren't. <laughs> but when you look back on all the changes that have taken place uh, in the ag industry and the, and the way the farming practices have changed, it's, uh, you just wonder how can it change that much, you know, in 50, 60 years like right. it did. But uh, yeah, it has changed a lot. Yeah, and, and Grandma, your background as far as ag and, and farming, what what experiences did you have? I grew up on a small dairy farm and my father worked away from home and farmed some acres on the side and I was fortunate enough to be in the barn in the mornings milking cows before school and after I got home in the evenings I did that and um, didn't, I didn't help out in the fields that much. I was more around the cattle. And then um, after I graduated, I always said, I don't want to marry a farmer. I'm sure I don't because I am tired of milking and so forth. Mm -hmm. But things have a way of working their way out. And I met your grandpa and one thing and another and we ended up getting married and believe it or not I did not have to milk another cow after <laughs> I did marry him and we have just had a wonderful life together we will soon celebrate um, 58 years together and we're just so happy for that Wow that's awesome mm -hmm. I wasn't aware of the 58 um, and four children four boys we had how many grandchildren? And now we have 12 grandchildren and on nine great-grandchildren on the way. Yep. Mm -hmm. Sure. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, jerseys? Jerseys is what I milk. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. And I was very active in high school. I was in a lot of intramural sports, and I was a cheerleader. And my younger sister, three years younger than I, said that she really got dumped on a lot because <laughs> I have to admit she probably did because I was quite active to be able to get out and do those things and my mother 
my mother was wonderful filling in and seeing that I was able to do those activities. Right. So, <coughs> four boys, mm -hmm. did you ever think one of them would be a girl eventually? Mm -hmm. I did. I did. And we had the three boys each two years apart. And then um, 13 years later, we had another boy. And just so thankful and praise God that everyone was healthy. Yep. And we would love to have had a girl, but we are just so thankful that we had healthy babies. Right. And that means so, so much. Right. Yes, it does. Mm -hmm. And basically the whole time you guys have grown up somewhere around the farm there, Coldwater, just west of Coldwater. Mm -hmm. If you guys have been to our shop, you know kind of where I'm talking about. So you guys have, in a roundabout way, you know the area pretty well. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. In fact, we live in the house where I was born and raised, uh, you know, 70-some years ago. So it's a different house, but the same property. Right, yeah. right. Yep, and if anyone's been back to our conference room in the back side of the office, you can see some of the pictures of progression, and you can actually see the house Grandpa's talking about. Uh, a car kind of took out the old, the original, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. So they rebuilt that when, you think? Uh, in the late 80s. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 1988 or 89. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yep. So, growing up, were you mainly running green equipment? At first, it was all red. My grandpa was a big uh, international tractor driver, and uh, so that's kind of what we went with. Uh, then, uh, back in the late or early 60s, I guess it was, when we bought the first green one, why that kind of changed things a little bit. But we've been green ever since, and uh, it's been uh, it's been a good uh, a good life, and uh, I've enjoyed it very much. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you, you farmed growing up pretty much in the area. You have the four boys. Uh, what what kind of places do the four boys bring into it and where do they take you? Of course it has a lot to do with why we're here today, but as far as farming and, and you know when you're young growing up on a farm and you have one kid and then two and then three and then four and they're all boys, where how does that change the trajectory and, and get us pretty much to where we're at today? Okay. Uh, well, the boys were always uh, on my shirt tail. Uh, they grew up with me out on the farm pretty much. Uh, they were with their mother at times, but uh, it seemed like whenever I was out the door, well, they were right behind me. And uh, they grew up with it. Uh, they seemed to enjoy it. And uh, as they grew up, they followed my footsteps in 4-H and VOAG and got involved in all those programs and uh, it uh, it's just been a bit of good life for them. Yep. Yeah. And then brought them into the business as we're in today with the equipment. Uh, three of the boys are involved in that plus uh, Adam, the grandson. and. Uh, the, the other boy, uh, Todd, works with, uh, he's a UPS driver out of Salina, Ohio, and uh, he's still around the farm and does some work with the cattle. And uh, they're still showing cattle. They have two, two uh, kids right now that are old enough to show, and uh, so they're still in that. 
Right, and <clears throat> when people come to our shop, um, you know, they pull in. I think part of the times they're not sure if they ran in, if they came to someone's house or, or if they're at a cattle feed lot or or what's going on. So what all is going on? Well, it seems like there's a lot going on around there. Uh, there's something uh, every day that I can do or I can find to do and uh, yeah it's uh, in fact uh, we also have a, a crop insurance business that I uh, myself and another fellow started back uh, 25-30 years ago and the boys are still maintaining that business also and uh, without that office that we have there to help run the insurance and the equipment business, why well, it takes a lot of people around there to uh, keep track of everything, and uh, they do a good job of it. Right. So, you know, we've got the cattle. There's probably what 25, 30 head of mama cows in there. Right. So, uh, Ryan and Todd are kind of raising them on on the show cattle side, selling some bulls as as seed stock. So when people pull in and see the cattle, that's what that is. And then of course you guys live there. Right. And you've lived there since uh, 1989. Late 80s. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. And uh, so, and then I was going to bring up the crop insurance. I remember the crop insurance actually being ran from uh, the basement right. of the house. Right. When I was growing up, um, it, it'd be hard to explain over the podcast, but we had a, uh, a big barn, uh, a uh, you know hand-hewn barn, mm-hmm. your typical old barn. I right. don't know when that thing was built, probably 1890s. Somewhere around there. Yeah, and, and the crop insurance business, which we'll dive into what kind of got you there, um, that was ran out of the basement. And, right. and as I was growing up, that was the only business there. And I remember when we bought the first cow, okay. uh, Stella. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> she lived out underneath that old tree. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> and... Uh, and so that was the first cow on the property, from what I remember. Yeah. And, uh, um, but, so when people pull in, I get it all the time. People, they kind of slowly creep in. They don't really know where to turn. And, and I, but I understand it. You yes. know, you got the cattle. You kind of got everything going on. But um, let's back up to, to the crop insurance. You briefly mentioned that. What, at what age did you jump in there and what got you into something like that? Uh, back in 1988, uh, we had a severe drought. Uh, I think we only had like, I don't know, they had maybe a total of two inches of rain from the time we planted corn until August. And things were just drying up in basically over the whole state of Ohio. And I had a friend that was uh, an adjuster, a crop insurance adjuster for claims and of course they were overloaded with work at that time and so he came to me and asked me if I would be willing to just ride along with him and help do some of the paperwork and stuff. So I did and that got me started in the insurance business. I was working as an adjuster and uh, did that for several years and uh, then 
uh, I gave that up and went into the sales part of it and uh, obtained my license and uh, was selling uh, along with another fellow and we built the business and the boys are still keeping it going today. Yeah, and uh, from what I remember, that was always ran out of the basement, like I said, and that's and that's a big reason from what I remember, 2008 is when we knocked down the original barn right. and put up what we thought at the time would be a crop insurance office. and. A really nice shop that we thought would be a really nice place to work on our tractors and, and maybe a hay vine or a baler <laughs> and then we even put a middle bay in there for cold storage right to keep our tractors out of the sun mm-hmm. which is where they live today <laughs> <laughs> so walk us through um, you know everyone says when you build a shop or an office you can never make it big enough well boy did we screw that one up that's for sure yeah I think about uh, the first week after uh, it was up and uh, the doors were on it and they shut the doors and we looked at it and we thought well why didn't we make this bigger right and uh, so after some a little bit of renovation uh, we took a wall out between those two bays and now we have a a little larger area there uh, for the shop guys and uh, it's getting us by right now, but for how long, you know, we don't know. But uh, yeah, the the uh, office was intentionally, as Adam said, was intentionally really for the crop insurance. But uh, I think, uh, you know, as I walk in there today, I think there's what, uh, four, four girls working in there plus a couple of guys and- uh, Right maybe three guys sometimes and uh, of course the salesmen, salespeople are in and out and uh, also then we took the original uh, machine shed I call it uh, which was a metal frame building and now we have it stocked with parts for the equipment side uh, with the Yetter parts, uh, Salford and uh, whatever else that we have there that we need to keep on hand but yeah we do have a good uh, good inventory of parts yep yeah I remember whenever we uh, I remember when we used to work cattle in that machine shed right I remember that yep. there was a time we had cattle in there yep. I remember when it was that dusty dirt floor I don't know where that dirt came yep. from yep. but it was the dustiest dirt around right and there was a wood-burning stove in there (laughs) yeah (laughs) that was our shop stove yeah 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 I remember that Mm -hmm. we had to put that tarp up across the first section there yeah and those doors were the hardest doors to ever shut oh my god I remember at at one point I think we've pushed them closed with a tractor before (laughs) (laughs) because that tin would just bend oh yeah perfectly and you Mm -hmm. can never get them shut but it was, you know, we built a new shop and, and office and everything in 08, and I believe the equipment started in 9-ish, 9-10 range. So right. we quickly, almost immediately, outgrew the facility. And if you look, um, I need to do a video sometime on those pictures on the back wall to give these guys uh, a you know a good feel of what we're talking about but you I remember when the grass stopped at 
the machine shed, mm -hmm. you know? And I remember the island that used to be in the driveway. Right. You know, yeah. there was like a little tree there and mm -hmm. the gas tanks. Mm -hmm. and, and then there was, uh, then of course we just kept pushing west and pushing <laughs> west. And we pushed west until we ran into a road. Right. <laughs> and then we went south a little bit. <laughs> and and uh, so <clears throat> who knows where it's going to end up. But of course, uh, the equipment side of things is the whole uh, reason for doing the podcast. But um, I wanted to get Grandma and Grandpa on here, and, and we're going to dig into the delivery side of it, where the places they've been, uh, some some of their favorite places. But I wanted to back up and talk more about uh, the past and and what kind of kind of got us here. Um, you know, what what did you guys think of you know Dad jumping ship at Coldwater to try and make this thing float? Well, we knew it was uh, going to be a, a, a big uh, adjustment around the farm area. Of course, not knowing how big it was going to get and how fast it grew, but uh, it has uh, just really opened up my eyes to what you guys have been doing out there and uh, how fast this business has grown. Uh, it's just unbelievable, but you know, but there again, we're very thankful for our customers that we have and for the business that they give us, and uh, it has uh, it has turned out to be a very good thing. Right when, you know, I barely remembered. I was in college, and I I didn't really know what to think of it. Um, you know, it. Uh, there was definitely points there where where you wondered is was it real or was it just kind of i remember we would go up to the young farmers auction and i think we sponsored the dinner or something and we had some row cleaners sitting there and and just the early days of going to all the small you and i would go to ada remember the ada stuff oh yes you know uh and uh but it, it was it's a it's a long road and but for you guys, you had to, at some point, think he was crazy. Yes, I would agree with that. <laughs> uh, never really told him that. Yeah. But uh, Gary was always a worker, always in there pushing, wanting to get things done, accomplished. Pushing would be a good word, right? <laughs> <there. laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd say. <laughs> <clears throat> In a good way. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right, because he was at Core Implement for, what, 25-ish years? Something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it, it makes you wonder, what what if we wouldn't have knocked that old barn down in mm -hmm. 07, 08 range and, and built the office? What, we might be working out of the haymow of that barn right now. <laughs> that could be. That could be. <laughs> you know. Yes, that could very well be. It was uh, hard to believe when we tore that barn down. That's been there for years. Are we doing the right thing? Right. It was just such an adventure, but it's all worked out very, very well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, it's so interesting. I'm in the house, and to look out the windows and just see the activity, the traffic just is just mind-boggling. I have friends that will come up once a month or a couple times and 
they just can't believe the activity that vehicles in and out and semis and so forth. And it is. It seems to be a very, very, very busy place. Well, it's a slight hazard for you getting in and out of your garage. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. I mean, sometimes. <laughs> and the little grandchildren are there sometimes. And we've got them convinced that when they want to go out to the office to get the mail, that you go out and in front of the trucks and right. the vehicles right. because it's just not safe to go through the barnyard like we used to do. Right. Yeah. So it's it has worked out well. How many times have you came home from getting the mail and pull in and, and all of a sudden here comes a semi and here comes this and the forklift and the telehandler and, and yes. you kind of we kind of need a traffic controller out there. But everybody's so good. You know, we all just kind of wait on each other and eventually it all gets moved and so mm -hmm. forth. But it's cute how the semi drivers, the guys that work around there are all real good mm -hmm. in accommodating that. I mean, there might be times that I'd say to Jim, well, I have an appointment at 10 o'clock and the way things look out there, how am I gonna get out? Yeah. But it always <laughs> works. Someone's always around to help. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wonder how many truck drivers across the country have called the lot home for a night. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know? I, I'm, I'm pretty sure some of them have burned up some brakes doing it too. They just blow right by. Yeah, there was one there last night. Uh, Salford Tool. Yeah, Salford Tool showed up last night. So yeah, yeah. So I'm always amazed at the traffic that comes in from across the country. You know, there right now as we speak, there's probably a truck driver on the road somewhere with his GPS with our address punched in. Yeah, he's either, he's either carrying a Salford tool or some tanks from North Dakota, yep. and it, you just never know. Right. Uh, someone's gonna pull in okay. at some point, and yeah. they've been heading your way for a day or so. You know, it, it, it's amazing. Yes, right. it is. But, uh, Back to the, uh, what you might say, a little bit of the fear factor of everything. Uh, as I look back, uh, you know, <clears throat> the companies that we deal with, you know, they pretty much uh, started coming to us and saying, hey, you know, we'd like to see things happen, we'd like to see this happen, you know. And yet our company especially, they stepped right up to the plate for us and uh, worked with us very well. And then Valmar and uh, Salford and uh, all the companies that we deal with, uh, you know, have been very good uh, helping us out and uh, we appreciate that very much mm -hmm. yeah we're very lucky to have the people that we do um, you know and most of them are here we've got Jeff Worley right. of course he's from Illinois but uh, you know he he's he's number one mm -hmm. and then you know you've got the Salford boys um, and the Enduroplast guy was here yesterday yep. but to be mm -hmm. able to meet them uh, it kind of put some skin in the game for them Right. You know, we, we don't deal with people that are just looking to load us up with inventory and kind of run. They're yeah. they're in it with us, mm -hmm. and and there ain't there's no way uh, we could do it without them. And yeah. especially Jeff Worley, oh, he yes. was he was the first one to jump on board. Mm -hmm. I remember if we've we've interviewed Jeff before, and if you listen to him, he'll say that this whole thing started on a napkin, and, and it did. I right. I was there. <laughs> I think it was me, Ryan, Dad, and Worley. And uh, I'll never forget, I, I told Worley, I said, you know, 
I told him, I said, you guys really need to step up your advertising game a little bit. <laughs> and I don't think you really like that. But, um, yeah, you know, when they stick their neck out like that, he's he's guided us. He, he hasn't steered us wrong. And uh, he's he's made us the largest Yetter dealership that there is. And, and it, he has a lot to do with it. So you're right. Without the guys from the vendors, right. it would it, be a different ball right. game. Look what that napkin, starting out with that, has ended up being. Right, uh-huh. right, and it could have went a lot of different directions. Yep. But yeah, yeah. Worley, uh, Worley was explaining to us last night over dinner. He said, "Yep, it's deer, deer seating, us." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in rankings of yeah. dealerships. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, at the, uh, we had a Salford meeting there about a few weeks ago when we had the snowstorm up there at Salina and uh, we had Joe Yall there and uh, he bought the first South Fertilage tool we ever sold mm-hmm. and uh, I bring him up from time to time to dad, <coughs> to dad because I was there when we sold it I'll never forget it dad and I we went out to work on his planter and we were just changing blades and Joe came out and how's it going and we started talking of course dad's always wanting to know more about their operation and pretty soon we start talking tillage tools and dad says yeah you know we we carry the Salford lineup of tillage tools and um, he said well do you have anything you know because this was getting to be spring you know we're planting corn in about three weeks and so well you know we got one tool I think it's an 18 footer he said well quite frankly that's about all I can pull anyway it wasn't three hours later he had signed the papers on that tillage tool and i was blown away i mean i was in i was probably a freshman in college i had no idea what had just happened we probably you know were out there working for free on a saturday afternoon and uh i'll never forget it um and so we i told dad before the salford meeting i said you should call joe and see if you can get him to come and uh, Joe showed up and it, it was cool. He still owns that tool. And dad always says that if he, he always tells Joe, if you ever want to sell that Salford, you let me know. Dad wants to put it in a museum or something. <laughs> but I know the way things are going now, if it hits our lot, we'll be able to sell it in a few days. So I, I don't know what he wants to do with it. But to have him there was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's, you always think back to the first and of everything. And I know where the first Salford tool is that we sold. It's, yeah. it's kind of crazy. Yeah. You know, I've, I've heard you and your dad talk about Joe, and uh, I never knew him until that night, but I went up to him and talked to him after dinner and yeah. uh, got to know him. And uh, yeah, he's a real nice guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. he is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, he enjoys farming and just up there by Spencerville. Mm-hmm. But um, now, your guys' role in the dealership. Um, is pretty wide you know obviously um, you guys kind of started the entrepreneurship with the boys and and invested that in them and instilled that in their minds uh, the work ethic and the discipline uh, mainly with the insurance business but today um, you guys are doing a lot with deliveries and getting parts and pieces to where they need to go well being down here at the farm show you guys made what three trips down here yes we did last week yep. bringing, bringing equipment in for the show so over the last i don't know 
five years or so, you know, we used. To, do you remember whenever we got the the flatbed truck? The four fifty four. Yeah. Yes. Uh, what year? Uh, I don't. I don't know what year, that. but it was at this show. It was at this show. That's right. I remember I, that. We drove it home from this show. <laughs> yep. That's correct. I'll yes. never forget it because I, I don't know what year it was. I'd have to look back. But you and I took it for the first spin. Right. We took it out here, and we we brought it back. And I think we went and asked the guy if he could fix or check the shocks because it rode so rough. <laughs> we thought maybe there was a stone stuck in the tire or something. Well, it's still stuck in the tire. <laughs> yeah, it did ride kind of rough. Yeah. Well, we needed a 450 to be able to tow some of the equipment around that we have, but... Um, yeah, I remember we bought that thing at the Louisville Farm Show. That's right. I'll never forget it. It was on display in the Ford booth, and uh, we just had to have that truck. And we still have it today. It's got 280-some thousand miles on it today. <laughs> but how many tools do you think have been hooked to that thing? Well, several. <laughs> <laughs> I know I've hooked several to it, and so have you. But um, over the, you know, the last five years or however long it's been, uh, you know, we've sent you guys everywhere delivering stuff. We've we've stayed back and, and sold and assembled and, and here and there. Um, what what part of that is your favorite? Where all have you been? Let's dig into the, into the delivery side of what you guys do today. Well, I always tell the farmer if he's there when we pull in, I said, well, they'll ask how was your trip, and I'll say, well, this is the best part. Of the trip and getting to talk to someone you yeah know. Uh, you don't always get to do that but uh, talking to people and getting to know them is uh, is a lot of fun and enjoy that but you know how many places we've been to uh, I still have in mind I have a map that I have marked every spot on it that we have delivered to yep and I want to put it on a big map someday and put pins in you know yep but that day has not come yet I have not done that <laughs> but uh, I would like to do that maybe hang that in the shop or in the office somewhere yep but uh, we've enjoyed that part of it very much uh, it's uh, very very rewarding to uh, you know pull into a guy's place with a brand new piece of equipment or a good used piece of equipment that mm -hmm. he's bought and uh, you know, say here it is. This is your this is your new tool. Yep. And uh, most of the time, uh, when the when the farmers there, why they're ready to greet you, and uh, yeah, we enjoy it very much. Yeah. Well, Margie goes with me, and she enjoys it. And uh, we pack fact, a cooler. We pack a cooler and um, eat out of the cooler. We don't take the time to stop and go in anywhere but many times we're too big right. to go in right. anywhere mm -hmm. yeah so it's yeah. just so enjoyable we really have enjoyed doing this together yeah mm -hmm. yeah i know uh, especially maybe the trips out eastern ohio yeah <laughs> those, those are really pretty nice <laughs> <laughs> so what's out in eastern ohio <laughs> oh in eastern ohio they've just got some really nice little quaint shops some nice places to stay. We just really enjoy going that area. One trip that's kind of really stands out for me, and this was several years ago, was at Nebraska. 
and we got into a snowstorm and it was quite it was something but it was one that that we won't forget yeah is it the same nebraska trip i'm thinking of it might be probably <laughs> yeah well we bought i think we bought four toolbars on an auction one time <laughs> Whoever put me in charge of that, they need fired. <laughs> but uh, I, I bought, I, I think I bought four three-point anhydrous toolbars from a co-op, and they were fine bars to an extent. But we sent Grandma and Grandpa out there, and I, well, my first mistake was on the auction rules. It said, you know, they had to be out of there within X amount of hours. I should have just called them and told them we'd be out there in a couple weeks. Well, anyway. We sent you guys out there, and we said, how are we going to get them all on there? I said, well, you know, we'll just kind of stack them, you know, just keep stacking. <laughs> well, Grandma and Grandpa get to Nebraska, and it's 3 p.m., and we get a phone call, and it's Grandpa. He's saying, this ain't going to work. <laughs> and, I, and, and Dad's on the phone looking at me saying, Grandpa's on the phone, and he says that it ain't going to work, and they're in Nebraska. And I'm thinking, oh, man, what have I done? And... You know, I'm, of course, I'm starting to think of ways to get us out of this. And I said, well, we have another trailer here. I'll just hook to it, and I'll head for Nebraska. And so, sure enough, that was 3 o'clock. Of course, back then, I wasn't married, didn't have any kids. And I think within a half hour, I was headed west. I don't think I slept that night. And I met you guys at the co-op that morning. Mm -hmm. And I kid you not, you guys had toolbars stacked 20 feet high on that trail. <laughs> It's a good thing. It's a good thing you didn't head for Ohio. But we got them. We got the toolbars. Uh, put a couple of them on my trailer. Got some on yours. But yeah, I'll remember that one. <laughs> and I was always the one that said, "Are you sure we're not too high? Are sure? Are you sure we can get through these overpasses?" And that's been kind of a joke with us. Yeah. Because, yes, everything's fine. Everything's <laughs> strapped down good enough. <laughs> Just keep looking uh, ahead, right? Yeah. <laughs> Just don't look back. <laughs> uh, what do you think is one of the furthest trips you've been on? Probably Nebraska's been quite, quite a distance. There been we were in uh, Denver... Or not Denver. We were in Colorado for a pickup there at one point. Mm -hmm. I remember calling this guy and said, uh, I had his address, but it didn't make a whole lot of sense when I put it in my GPS. And so I called him, and he said, well, go to exit so-and-so off of Route 80 and just turn, turn left, which would be we would be going south. And he said, the first 20 mile will be blacktop, and the next 20 mile will be dirt road. Okay. So we take off, and we go down 80 and turn off and hit the blacktop and get to the end of that, and we hit the dirt road. And, I mean, it was harvest time. They were harvesting corn, and the dust on the road was just like fluffy snow. Yeah. You'd drive through it and you'd leave a track about five, six inches deep. And those big semis were coming down the road at us, you know, and the dust was just so thick you couldn't see. You had to stop. 
And uh, man, now this is some way to do it, but we made it. Yeah. We, we got through it. We got to the guy's place and turned around and got back out of there. But uh, yep. that was quite an experience. Yeah. Different than uh, most roads. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How many states? Do you know how many states you've been to? Oh, I don't man. think we really kept track of that. A lot. I'd have it on the map if I, you know, if yeah, I had, if you had that thing mapped out. But uh, yeah, we've it's, had a few trips where we didn't get home when we thought we weren't prepared to spend the night, but we did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we started doing the trips, you know, with that Ford that we talked about, mm -hmm. and then we made a purchase there what a year or so ago. Right. Tell us about yeah, that. Uh, I kind of put uh, a little bit of heat on the guys, and I said, hey, we need a bigger truck. And so we bought a, a semi-tractor, a Freightliner, a used one, and uh, put a tow hitch on the fifth wheel and mounted it on the frame back there. And then we did a lot of our towing with that, and uh, which it worked out well. And uh, and then in the meantime, we purchased a drop deck uh, flatbed trailer, and uh, we've been using that. So uh, that has been a big help, uh, you know, as far as making the deliveries and getting around with everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know the semi purchase, uh, the semi truck purchase, was uh, something that I know at times Gary probably didn't think it was needed, but. Uh, I think, you know, looking back and everything, it's made it a lot safer for us. And yeah. uh, I just checked the other day, I think we've put close to 30,000 miles on that thing here in the, just in the first year. I, I was going to really? say, I can't imagine doing what we're doing right now without yeah. it. Yeah, I, I can imagine doing it without it. Yeah. yeah. When, no way. You know, of course, I didn't really, I've never even driven a semi or, or really rode in one until we got the one so when the idea came of getting a semi i didn't really know what would change you know mm -hmm. so i did but man today there's no way we would do it without it no right. yeah. that uh we've got one of those uh pro tote hitches that goes into the gooseneck ball mm -hmm. and uh i mean you tow something like that in halftime you really don't even know it's back there That's in a right. way mm -hmm. and when it comes to braking and all that yeah, it just makes it a lot safer and everything. Right. You sit up a lot higher. You can see better. Right. Yeah. Grandpa has really enjoyed that. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. I enjoy the, the driving, the deliveries. Uh, like last week, we made three trips down here. And then on Monday, I delivered that applicator to uh, western Indiana, almost to Illinois. And uh, yep. I'm ready to go again. I asked him, I said, do you get tired? Do you get tired of driving like this? No, I love it. I love it. <laughs> and you can tell that, and it gives him something to do. And yes, he does. He really right. enjoys it. I was going to say, I, I need to check my phone. I just got an address today to take, uh, well, the 13-row applicator that you picked up from uh, the fast applicator. Oh. Uh, Gosh dang it, their name is going to slip me right now. The Brothers in Southern Ohio. Um, On the they, other side of Columbus. They got a brand new. Uh, oh. Um, yeah, I know they who got you a mean. Salford tool. Yeah, yeah, I know who you mean now, but I can't. Porteous Brothers. Porteous. Yes. yes. The yes. tool you brought home yeah. from them goes over to Indiana. 
oh, Indianapolis okay. region. So okay. I just got a uh, an address on that today. Okay. So. All right. So yeah, we got one for you next week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it keeps me busy keeping up with him. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, of course, we enjoy you know, growing up. You know, I I went to college, really wasn't sure what I was going to be, and when I got out of school, I really didn't know what I was going to be because that was right at kind of time that the equipment was starting to take off. It was starting to get some traction, and and I was playing around with it in college. I was helping with a lot of the advertisements. I was kind of on ag talk doing some stuff finding some guys and i would go to the shows and but you know at the time it's like do i do i you know get out of college just spent four years studying animal science obviously have a good bit of money invested in learning about animals and and i'm going to jump in with dad um in a venture that really at that time didn't have a whole lot of traction it was real right but we were still peddling some row cleaners at the time right and uh and so i i really didn't know what i was going to do um but it you know so what i'm getting as all i've known is a family business i come to work and i go to my grandma and grandpa's house to work and and run mm-hmm. into my uncles and and uh run into my mom and dad mm-hmm. if i want to if i want to go see them i just go to work <laughs> yeah. I, i'll drive past their house and go to work yeah and uh but it's been great and uh and so when when we go to family gatherings, we basically go to work, and but we just go in the house, and uh, and so I've I've always enjoyed it, and uh, being able to just to it, it's always funny when a guy will say, well, when when's your driver coming with my tool? I said, oh, Grandpa will be there in an hour, and they say, Grandpa, yeah, my Grandpa, <laughs> you know, and and. Uh, and you know a lot of guys who may not know us or know me they they just think i'm you know i just work at a dealership right but and 